Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 35, a statistically significant number. For the 1% of you that gets it, you'll get a laugh. If not, the other 99% will be like, what? Again, I have no plan as to what to talk about, so I have no idea what I'm going to say. Enjoy the show! Politics Reprogram is ready. So with my decision to not play Star Wars The Old Republic, I think the next big thing for me coming down the pipe is Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. That's due out in February, and it's by 38 Studios, and it's a single-player game based in the same universe as they are basing a MMOG in. We don't know too much about the MMOG yet. It is codename Copernicus, but that's really all anybody knows. But being the thing that I'm looking forward to, I'm sort of looking backwards at other things and kind of having difficulty with some of them. I've pretty much finished Skyrim now. I'm still doing the the side quests. I did the main quest. I'm like level 43 or something now. So it's gotten to the point where I pretty much one-shot almost everything except for things that one-shot me just about, which seems kind of silly. I guess it probably has a similar scaling issue to the previous games in that the the main creatures are sort of targeted at certain levels. And so, you know, as you level up, it gets easier and easier to fight them. So if you're having a hard time with something, you know, you can come back a few levels later and that's okay. But once you get past that sort of curb, the game really becomes too easy. I wouldn't say so much they're designing it around being replayable as being so very much content in the game that you could just play forever and ever and ever. The only problem with that is that people are more inclined to play as one character, and so you don't really have that urge to go back and replay it as a different character. I suppose you could, and just not see everything there is to see, and then you know there's lots of content to look around at, but for me, I tend to go for lots and lots of content, in a single playthrough. So I I don't know. I'm kind of losing interest as things have gotten too easy. But that's kind of a a whole side point to all of this. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning is made by a lead designer who worked on the previous two games to Skyrim, which were Oblivion and Morrowind. So if it seems really similar to you, that's why. They, They have a developer that's taken a lot of ideas from previous games, and it has sort of a same melee magic ranged kind of feel to it but it's a lot more like sort of I guess a fighting arcade game in the combat there is a stealth video where they showed somebody sneaking around and he you know he backstabs somebody to death and then there's other videos where they've shown somebody who's sort of a a ranger rogue type and he was kind of switching between ranged and melee during the fight he'd be like plink 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 with the arrow and then he'd be like you know swipe swipe you know melee attacks and they've also shown things you know, like a fighter mage who's, you know, he's in plate mail and he's got a two-handed sword and he's thwap thwap with the two-handed weapon and kapow with a magic burst. So they're kind of saying, you know, you got to switch between all three. So I guess I'm kind of going off on a lot of sidetracks here, but those two sort of like evolve on one another. I know Kingdoms of Amalur is going to be a bit different and more arcadey. So those people who don't like that will probably not consider it an evolution, but it is 
a step forward from the Fallout series. And I'm playing through Fallout 3 New Vegas because I never finished it. I kind of started it and then got kind of tired of it. And so it like wasn't the right game at the right time. So I kind of put it away and played some other stuff. And now I'm going back to it. But the whole point of this, the spiel in this section, is that I'm having kind of a hard time with Fallout 3's design since Skyrim did sort of evolve it. Because the developers that make Fallout and the Elder Scrolls series, you know, they, they make them both. So they have very similar feels and very similar aspects to both of them. And yet going back to Fallout 3, it doesn't have that same kind of leveling up the skill system as you use it. So it's kind of difficult for me to go backwards. I don't really know if this section has a whole lot of point, but it seems to me the more games we play and the more sort of the the genre of whatever it is you're playing moves forward, the more and more difficult it is to go backwards and play previous games. I guess that's not necessarily a terrible thing. You know, things evolve and change. And, you know, occasionally something will come up that's got an older style that you really like that you really miss. But a lot of times, too, I think people really do move on. I think people do move on in their own selves, I guess you could say, as well as the industry alongside the industry. And so even though they may have loved something at one time, and they say, boy, I really, really miss that. I wish I could have that again. When they do finally get it again, they're surprised that they don't love it as much as they used to. They remember it being better. And it's not that it's changed. It's just that they have changed and the industry has changed. So it becomes unfamiliar. So I guess this is probably uh, turned into a section, I guess, about what you used to love and that you should just remember it in the way that you remember it. And, um, you know, don't try and go backwards so much. You know, there are games that do stand the test of time, as it were. But other games just don't hold up that well as the industry and you evolve. So don't feel bad if that happens, you know. Love the games that you love, and when you, you know, finish them and move on to new games that are evolved or different, you know, don't feel bad about the old one, you know, because you had a good time with it. It was what it was at the time, and it was a good time then. And if you had a good time with it, then that's all that mattered. So now that I have more time, I can look up what Child's Play does exactly. Last time, I was kind of pressed for time because the holidays and no car, it messed up my recording opportunities. And so I only had that one recording session and I only had just a little bit of time that I had to really kind of crunch out the podcast and I didn't have time to do any research or any extra stuff. So it was what it was. It it was really kind of rushed. So... Here is what Child Play does. This is from their website, and you can look it up on the About if you have not already done so. Child's Play works in two ways. With the help of hospital staff, we set up gift wish lists full of video games, toys, books, and other fun stuff for kids. By clicking on a hospital location on our map, you can view that hospital's wish list and send a gift. 
Child's Play also receives cash donations throughout the year. With those cash donations, we purchase new consoles, peripherals, games, and more for hospitals and therapy facilities. These donations allow for children to enjoy age-appropriate entertainment, interact with their peers, friends, family, and can provide vital distraction from an otherwise generally unpleasant experience. So I guess it was wrong in that they take all kinds of toys and games and not just video games. Um, all of the donations I've known have been either cash donations by people or I worked for a, a game company once for a brief time and they, they just straight sent up copies of games and then uh, some of the individual employees sent older games that they weren't playing anymore. So I just knew them as video games. I didn't know they do all games, but I guess they do all games. So that's cool. Flawless victory. This hardware tip isn't really so much about hardware as software and protecting your junk. I recommend everybody have an antivirus and anti-spyware on their system. When you're actually gaming, you don't really need to worry about it so much. It's when you're doing web browsing and looking around the internets that you have to worry about stuff. Because some of these sites will put up talent pages and strategy pages and they say, log in with your username. And if you do that, then you're giving them, you know, your gaming username and password, and you should absolutely never, ever, ever do that. Also, sometimes they'll send emails out and pretend to be the company in question and say, hey, there's a problem with your account. You should update your information. Go here. And yet the link isn't to the official site. It's to a fake site. And again, they'll get your account name and your password. Again, if they offer an authenticator, I say absolutely get one. I've never known anyone who had an authenticator get hacked. Everybody I've known that got hacked didn't have one on their account. And so, you know, that's probably why, because maybe they went to one of these sites and, you know, accidentally put in their information and then poof, you know, they get hacked or they go to one of these sites and then the sites have like, you know, a little spyware or something that drops on your system. And so the next time you log in, bam, he logged you. So absolutely be very, very careful about what sites you go to. I actually don't recommend going to these sites because usually... You know, it's just they talk in circles and they say this is the best build and this is the best build and this is the best build. And they often will contradict each other or there's just one best build. I say, you know, just figure out the basic strategies on your own and, and go from there. I don't think you really need a site. Anyways, back to the, the hardware tipping question. The software I would recommend the most to gamers, which does have a yearly fee attached. So, you know, if, if money is an issue, I would say don't get it. Get one of the free ones. But if you are going to pay for one, I would say get ESET, NOD32, and that's the company is ESET, and then the particular product is NOD32. I don't know why they chose the names, you know, that they did, but that's what it is. I think they have a few other products, but this one, this one is the only one you really need. You know, you get more products and you're going to pay more money. It does have like a really tiny footprint, and so it doesn't really interfere with memory management or gaming at all. And it was really good. I used it up until, you know, I became homeless. And then, you know, obviously I, I didn't really have the spare money for it. So like I said, it does have a yearly fee. So you got to watch out for that if you are tight on money. I would recommend if you need a free one, get SpyBot Search and Destroy or AVG Free Antivirus. And both of those have regular updates and they'll protect your junk. And you don't have to worry about stuff too much. They do have the automatic scans you can set up to, to scan your system. 
It does have to be on. I don't know about the other ones. I think ESET NOD32 is pretty good that if it misses it, it will kick it on automatically. SpyBot Search and Destroy, not so much. I have that on my system, and I don't think it ever scans on the time I tell it to. I have it set to go at a certain time and day, and my system is never on at that time and day. So it just kind of skips it, and it doesn't do it when I turn it on next, which is what it's supposed to do in most cases. So that's kind of upsetting. So, you know, be sure that, you know, you get one of these, and if it doesn't look like it's scanning, and you'll know if it's scanning because your system will get really, really slow. And if if it doesn't do that, be sure that you have it uh, check it once. Maybe you're going to have dinner and take a shower or something, you know. Do that and then walk away. It does take a little while, though. It takes, like, 15 minutes to a half an hour depending so you know don't don't do it if you're gonna just take a small break and then start gaming again you know you want to be sure you're not doing anything when when it's going so yeah that's my hardware tips on protecting your junk just you know software tips don't go to suspicious sites you know be super careful about what you reply to an email i actually recommend you don't click email links and that you just go to the site directly you know, from a, a bookmark that you already have or, you know, typing in the name on the internets for the, the official page and going that way because that way you can't be tricked. You know, if you click a, a link on an email, there's lots of ways they can they can make it look like a real link. And then, you know, you'll go to a, a fake site that looks very real. And then, you know, bam, you're caught. So, so be very, very careful and uh, safe computing. Precious and fragile things Need special handling My God, what have we done to you? We always try to share The tenderest of care So Genesee of the Gray Area sent me a nice little thing, and I don't quite know what to do with it. It's a small handmade jewelry thing about, I think it was about one inch big, and it's a necklace of a little tiny home that looks just like the homes that I put on the, the cover of Epic Fail book three and four. Today, when I set up my podcasting equipment, I did decide that I think its final resting place, as it were, will be at the bottom of my podcasting microphone. But until then, I don't quite know what to do with it because it has both good and bad things about it. It's a good thing because it does remind me that there are people out there who care about me and whose maybe lives I have touched in some way that that makes them happier or, you know, makes their life a little bit easier in some way. And, you know, it, it just reminds me that there are people out there who appreciate that. But one of the bad things is that I have been homeless for a super long time, and I'm worried that if I did start wearing it around my neck to remind me of the good things, then I might wind up wearing it so long it would become sort of permanently attached to the bad things. And regardless of what happens, I will have received it while I was homeless, and so there will always be that memory of when I got it and why. But I think I'm kind of afraid that I would associate it more with being homeless than why I got it. So I'm not quite sure what to do with it yet. It's in a special place in my storage that I will not lose it. And there's that too, that I'm worried that, you know, if it stays in storage long enough, I might forget about it. Right now it's, you know, in a place that I go to 
pretty much every day. So I, I won't forget it because it's right there on top. But it's not like a movie that I can just put with my other movies. And if I happen to forget I have it, you know, when I put my movies back on the shelf out of storage, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have this. And it's not like a game where I can install it and enjoy it right away and then, you know, put it in storage and then enjoy it again later. It's be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. It's something small and precious, and I don't want to lose it. And I want it to be in a special place, you know, but right now I'm in a bad place emotionally, and so I don't want it to get attached to that. And yet it does have that potential to remind me of, you know, the positive things, the, the people that are out there who care about me that I don't necessarily see or interact with or know about until they, they say something. But, you know, I know that they're out there. I see the hits on my website. I see the hits and downloads on my podcast. So people are listening. I don't know what you guys think because nobody really talks to me. So hopefully this section didn't turn out too sad. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that there are different ways to appreciate people. Something like this little gift that, you know, made her think of me when she saw it and she sent it to me. And now, you know, I have it and it reminds me that there are people out there that care about me. You know, that's one way to show appreciation. You can also show appreciation to people by getting them other gifts, things they need, like stuff on a wish list. And you can also show appreciation just by, you know, saying, hey, I appreciate you. You matter to me. So there's lots of different ways to appreciate people and show appreciation. And don't be afraid to, you know, reach out to people and let them know that they're important to you and special. Because life is, is pretty short and... People could be gone before you know it. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Zero Grifter for a fireful beta key. What's a beta? No, it's a key. So it, like, opens doors? A game. Oh. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan. Too sexy for Milan. New York and Japan. So that is it for Podcast 35. Yay! Not a whole lot of stuff on gaming. I know more other stuff. But that will happen sometimes. And uh, it's my podcast, so there. Yeah. Hopefully I can think up some other stuff to say for next time. Um, if you guys want, you can you know, send me an email or post. And maybe that will spark an idea. Or maybe you have an idea or a question or whatever. And uh, we can talk about that. Otherwise, I guess uh, there will be more rambly thoughts for next time. I guess we're getting closer to Christmas. So um, happy Christmas time. It's probably not going to be after Christmas or close to Christmas when this comes out. But it might be close enough that uh, you miss the next one or the ones close to Christmas. So happy early Christmas, everybody, if you don't listen to one closer to Christmas. Hopefully you'll have some time off to play all the wonderful cool games that you have been wanting to play. And hopefully maybe get some more at Christmas for <laughs> for presents for more playing. That's 
that's always fun. And just remember, people who give you the games are not necessarily knowledgeable about the game or what is up to date for your wants or wishes or thoughts. So don't feel mad or sad at them if they don't get you exactly what you want right then. Because, you know, sometimes that happens. They're buying you something because they care about you and they want to say, hey, hey, I like you. I appreciate you. And they want to show, you know, show that in some way. And the holiday time is about presents. So that's how that happens. But like I said, you know, they might not know everything up to date about you. So if they get you something that's just kind of meh to you, you know, don't feel bad about it. You know, thank them in the spirit that it was given because it's not really about the gift. It's about, you know, the thought behind the gift. And, you know, if you have to return it or exchange it or whatever, it's it's not a huge deal. It's it's sad, but, you know, it's a short-term thing. You'll be you'll be happy when you get the one you really want later. And two, uh, you never know. Maybe if it's something that wasn't quite at the top of your list, it might actually be the most fun one for you, you know, of all the ones on your list that you get. So you never know. You might get surprised. I guess kind of rambly there, but <laughs> I do that. So um, hopefully see everybody next time. I guess that's it for this time. And happy Christmas time. Okay, thanks. Bye. It's the stiff do. We set up a gift. Hmm. We set up a. Yeah. And he had it. He had. He was. Hmm. <laughs> Again, if they offer. Hmm. Uh, because I've never known anyone who had enough they can uh, um lemon curry you have been listening to rabbit's ramblings if you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings Dot HTML. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use a space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.